privilege is all around you. It shows up in your clothes, where you live, the places you frequent, your network capital, and even how you spend your money. It's useless until you recognize it. So it's time to stop feeling guilty and figure out how to use your privilege to make an impact. Welcome to Guilty Privilege. And today I have the privilege of talking to Felita Harris, Chief Revenue and Strategy Executive and co-founder of Ray's Fashion. You are going to love this conversation. You're going to hear about how to have a depth and breadth of a career, as well as a few tips about how to ask for money and navigate growing your network. Jump in. Hey, Felita. Hey, Amber. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Yeah. Don't act like you're nervous. You're not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to be here. Good. I'm yeah. glad you're here. And yeah. I feel like you have some really powerful pieces to add to this conversation about equity. So mm-hmm. let's go ahead and jump in. So one of the things I love about you is that you are, I, I think of you as one of the most well-networked people I know. You are Thank very you. connected. You make really strong relationships. You carry them for a long time. Can you give us one of the tips that you use to help you to build a strong network? Sure, sure, and thank you. You know, for me, I truly believe that the center of relationships is truth. Mm. I build relationships based on trust and what I can add to um, the person's life and network. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's the beginning. What comes out of that is very organic. Yeah. And so if there's a partnership or a relationship, that's great. But that's a bonus. Yes. Um, yes. If it's if it's mutual, great. But for me, it has to be built on trust and truth. Mm-hmm. And I think um what I've learned over the years is that Foster is a great community where there's aligned goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's really what's worked for me. Yeah. Um, whether it's in the fashion industry, yeah. the community um, that surrounds Kennedy, my daughter, mm-hmm. personal relationships like the one that I have with you. Yes. Um, it's really based on that. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you brought up Kennedy and we're going to talk about your role as a mom. I know it's one of the most important it parts, is. but we're going to wait to get to that because I know how you light up <laughs> when that happens. Yep. But I do want to talk about some of the work that you've been um, leaning into more recently, like in this portion of your career, you've been more invested in thinking about how you can create more equity in the fashion industry. Can you talk about why that's important to you and what brought you to the space of deciding you wanted to make that a focal point in your career? I think like many individuals that were um, in corporate America, like mm-hmm. myself, yeah. um, that hadn't yet experienced what it was like to be a designer of color or an independent entrepreneur, um, when George Floyd was murdered, that was an opportunity to do more. Yeah. And when I became a co-founder of Ray's Fashion, I started to experience what it was like to feel that marginalized uh, pressure mm-hmm. um, of scaling a business. And so with my co-founders and board members at Ray's Fashion, we wanted to create a community that addressed the issues that designers of color and interns were facing with not having access to education, a well-networked community, mm-hmm. and access to capital. Right. Um, I 
honestly find it offensive that we sit right now in um, the fashion industry, one of the largest industries in the world, Mm -hmm. and still face these challenges. And I share this feeling with my co-founders. And so we all worked very hard to leverage our access, our privilege, our resources to build this network of 300 um, advisors. And I'm super grateful to all of them Mm -hmm. for raising their hands and saying, we can do more. Right. Um, So we have 300 advisors that provide pro bono strategy and resources to BIPOC brands. Mm -hmm. Um, We also have an internship program with HBCUs, 13 HBCUs. Mm -hmm. And uh, we provide um, living stipends for HBCU interns to have access to the fashion industry. And that is how they will start their career. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. And if you happen to also be looking for tools to help you navigate tough conversations, to be able to show up as a more impactful ally, or just to have resources about how to navigate equity in your world. I've written two books. My first book is called Allies and Advocates. And this book is really focused on helping you show up as a more impactful ally. It has actual tactics and tips and things that you can practice to help you get there, both for yourself and for others. My second book is called Say More About That. Now Say More About That is more about helping you to speak up, to push back, to challenge, to be able to have those conversations that sometimes get a little bit difficult. And in fact, I've given you actual scripts to help you to be able to do that. So if you're interested in just having a few extra resources in your pocket to be able to help you to navigate any of those things, you can go pick up those books anywhere where you buy books, or you can pop down into the show notes and click the links and buy them there. Back to the episode. Talk to us about Raise. So, I mean, you've you've given us some of the fantastic work that Raise has done. And as you well know, I love Raise. So I have had the fortunate opportunity. Thank you. Yes. You are always welcome. I'm excited to help Raise anytime I can. Tell us about Raise so that folks understand how, you know, what what did you co-found? What what has that looked like? Yeah. In July 2020, um, myself and seven board members started a nonprofit providing pro bono access uh, to resources for BIPOC designers, um, an internship program for 13 HBC. We actually started with four HBCUs, Mm -hmm. and now we work with 13. Um, Essentially, designers can fill out an application and receive one-on-one advisory uh, from one of our experts. These are experienced, career-driven um, advisors that have already scale, scaled a career in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. And they are, again, raising their hands and spending time with designers uh, to triage business issues that they face in scaling their own brands. Yeah. To date, we've launched nearly 50 designers um, in wholesale, but we also work with designers on their DTC businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we launched a brand fellowship program. It's an eight week masterclass um, designed to really focus on a few today, a few designers in scaling those businesses. So that includes brand mission, strategy, vision, supply chain, uh, legal strategy. Mm -hmm. And that's really necessary if we are going to really see these brands in the next 10 years. Yeah. And so those are just a few of the programs that we provide. When people think of fashion, I think sometimes one of the last things they think about is equity. Mm -hmm. So why is it so important that we focus on equity in fashion? I think it's important because 
we all deserve a chance. That's right. But we all don't get the opportunity. Yeah. And so we can talk about equality mm-hmm. and that's, well, I answer the phone, I can come to your showroom, but equity is taking that next step to ensure, right, mm-hmm. that I do more to help you get the order, Yeah, that I do more to write favor- favorable terms, that I do more to ensure that your margins are actually keeping you in business, Mm -hmm. that I do more to ensure that you understand the business that you're getting into. And that's what I believe that we're doing at Ray's Fashion. You have worked in large scale fashion. Mm -hmm. You have also designed an award-winning app. You've worked in philanthropy. You now help people find money to start their businesses. You've done a number of things very wide in terms of career path, but also very deep in the fashion industry. How have you made such brave decisions to hop from thing to thing? Well, first I consider myself very fortunate Mm -hmm. to have found an industry that I absolutely love. Yes. Um, but you know, Amber, sometimes you're faced with decisions and you have to make courageous decisions to move forward. Mm-hmm. So all of my pivots haven't been because I wanted to make change. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. I'm a single mom. I have a daughter to take care of. And mm-hmm. so, um, and also have interest. Yeah. And so making a decision to go into tech is because I actually wanted to build an app to provide a solution for frontline sales teams. And so I did that. Right. Deciding to go into philanthropy to provide a solution for designers of color to be able to scale their business is because we needed to provide an answer and a solution for designers of color. Mm -hmm. So I very much lead with courage and I very much lead with conviction. Mm -hmm. And so that's really how I've uh, approached my career. Hey there, I hope you're enjoying the episode. And in fact, if you are, you can bring me to your organization or event to help you bring conversations like this to life in your workspaces. This is something I do for a living. I do coaching, I do training, I do executive consulting, whatever it is that you might need as it relates to trying to figure out how to activate allyship or equity in your space, it's probably something I can support. So if you're interested in how we can work together, you can reach out to me at cabralco.com or pop down into the show notes and click the link, book a discovery call, and we will chat with you soon. Back to the show. I know that one of your most important titles is mom. You mentioned being a single mom. Very proud of you. Yeah. And Kennedy is one of my favorite humans. (laughs) And And you are one of hers. (laughs) And you've done a fantastic job with her. And that's not just because I'm one of her favorites. But I would love to know, you know, while fashion attracts a lot of female consumers, it doesn't always make space for motherhood. Mm -hmm. How have you navigated being a mom and still having such a decorated career? It's not easy. Yeah. And I think that... Kennedy has definitely suffered in some ways Mm -hmm. by not having enough of me. Uh. Even in the work that I do in philanthropy, I was just having this conversation yesterday with someone. They were complimenting me about the philanthropy work. And I said, thank you. However, my daughter still isn't seeing enough of me because I'm in service now of something else. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I love what I do uh, and I always have, I do struggle with spending enough time with my daughter because yeah. um, I, ha- I have a household, right? I have a family. right? Um, so I, I don't know that we ever find the balance when you love something as passionately 
as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't do things that I don't love. Yeah, you do not. And you do things really very don't. well. <laughs> so you give a lot of time. So I thank you. Uh, so I, I do think about Kennedy a lot in the space of how do I balance the, the, the uh, career goals and desires that I'm very passionate about mm-hmm. with my love and how much I adore her and want her to do well. Yeah. So that's how I navigate it. So I would be inclined to say that being a mom probably makes you better at some things as well. Do you think that's true? I do. Yeah, I do. I would describe you as easily one of the most stylish people I know. In fact, I had to think very critically about what I was going to put on today. Well, you look great. I appreciate that. As do you. I expected nothing less. So how do you define style? What is style for you? It's so personal. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I'm honest, I am always shocked when people compliment My style. Yes. I never get used to it. Um, I'm very surprised by that. Yeah. Hmm. And because I never choose what I wear to suit a room or Mm -hmm. people's response. Mm. I choose what I wear based on how I want to feel. So if I'm in a very feminine mood, that will come through. Mm -hmm. If I'm in a mood where I want to feel empowered, Mm -hmm. Um, or sensual, that will come through. You'll mm-hmm. know when I walk in the room, oh, she's feeling that today. Right. But it's very much informed by my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, I define style by very much how people want to identify and show up in the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't judge it. Yeah. I really don't uh, put a lot of weight on it. I very much um, grew up in... Uh, an environment where my mother didn't place a lot of emphasis on style. She placed a lot of emphasis on being clean and tidy yeah. and well-pressed. Right, right. So you're like, I don't even know what you mean when you say I'm stylish. Yeah, when people are like, you look great. I'm like, okay. Do you think style is important? I think that being in tune with who you are mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. That is priority. Right. I find the focus on style to be very trivial. Mm, mm-hmm. But it gives you a chance to express. It's so individual. Yeah. To be in the fashion industry and not have a point of view about it is... It's unique. It's very unique. I enjoy the business mm-hmm. aspect of fashion mm-hmm. much more than the style. Okay, so I want to ask you probably two more questions. One, because you mentioned the business aspect of fashion. Sure. And I know you like the business aspect I of do. fashion. And so with that, that means you've gotten really good at being able to have conversations with people about big dollars and how to spend their dollars and how to lean in and be supportive. Can you give us one tip? If you could just wave a magic wand across everyone about what they need to be thinking about when they're going to ask someone for some money. What would that be? When you ask someone for money, think about how it's mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. It's a give get. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing you can do is be selfish in your ask. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think being really clear about why you're asking is super helpful and people don't always realize that I can't show up like I'm asking just for me. I have to be yeah. asking for us. It's us. Yeah. It's a partnership. Right. It's a very, it's a partnered approach Mm -hmm. always my view yeah 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 i love that all right so this podcast is called guilty privilege Hmm. all right the reason i called it guilty privilege is because i think that 
privilege is one of those things that people tend to feel guilty about Mm -hmm. or sometimes don't even have awareness that they have it. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to have conversations that highlighted people like ourselves who have privilege and are using it to move things and change lives and all of that so that people understand that privilege does have a purpose and is really useful. So with that, my last question is, what is one privilege that you refuse to feel guilty about? I refuse to feel guilty about my privilege to help BIPOC people mm-hmm. advance their goals in this space. I love that. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Of course. Three, two, one.